0: what is going on beautiful people i hope you are having a fantastic day welcome back to another episode of the thrive forever fit show as always i'm grateful for you i'm pumped that you're here and the fact that you spend your time listening to me rant and rave is unbelievably amazing to me and i I couldn't be more grateful for it Secondarily, this podcast is sponsored by a brand new product that I have just released to the market. It's called Elite Collagen. If you're not taking a collagen product, then you just don't care about your healthy skin, your healthy hair, your healthy nails, your joints, your cardiovascular health, just your overall body wellness. Collagen is an amazing product that is going to help with everything. And listen, I mean, you're exposed to a lot of elements. Why not internally fortify your system with a beautiful collagen? But here's the situation. Some of you guys may know, hey bud, I'm already taking a collagen. Appreciate you. Gotcha. I got bad news. The problem is this: most collagen powders are just that. They're powdered collagens and they're made from bovine, which is cows, or porcine, which is pigs, skin. Have you ever seen a cow skin or a pig skin? Some of them are plant-derived. We won't even get into those. The collagen, it's not even really a collagen product. It's a, a makeup of stuff that tries to become collagen. But if you're taking a collagen powder, one of those big hefty collagen, gross, chalky, whatever it is, just know that it's coming from skin of cows and pigs. And of course they wash them, but if you've ever been at a pig farm or a cow farm, not the most savory of things. My collagen is a marine-based collagen. And here's the big thing. Forget all the other shit I've already said. Here's the differentiation between mine and the one you're already taking. Mine is half a tablespoon every day. It's a delicious chocolate mint flavor. And here's, here's the big stuff. Here's the, here's the real deal. Here's what nobody's telling you. The powdered collagens get broken down inside of the gastrointestinal stomach, inside of the stomach. That's not where collagen gets absorbed. Collagen actually gets absorbed and has a higher efficacious benefit if it's absorbed in the small intestine. Well, see, mine passes through the stomach based on a beautiful collection of of polymers and a collection of these peptides if you heard that, that's just really taking a sneeze. He likes to be introduced in some of these podcasts and I didn't give him a proper shout out, but my collagen actually passes through the stomach and gets digested inside of the small intestine, which is where all the magic happens. Your powder product's not even making it there. So you're getting very minimal, if any efficacious um, effects from drinking that chalky gross tasting powder products. If you're interested, just go to thriveforeverfit.com. Go to my store. You'll see Elite Collagen on there. You can pop me a note. I'll give you all the details. It is unbelievably amazing. I've been taking it for a while um, because I've been testing it and, and creating it and everything. Guys, it is revolutionary and it is unbelievable. I can't wait for you to try it. Elite Collagen. Go grab yourself some today. Take care of your skin. You guys are in for an absolute treat today. We have got celebrity dentist, Dr. Bill Dorfman on the show. You might know Dr. Dorfman from the very popular TV show, Extreme Makeover. He's also been called America's dentist. He's responsible for... Tons and tons of smiles in Hollywood. He is a super interesting guy. He's into health and fitness. He's into mentorship, leadership, creating and crafting the youth of America into the next leaders and mentors. He is an awesome guy, and you guys are going to love today's show. Saddle up and get ready to enjoy a conversation between me and Dr. Bill. Dr. Bill, welcome to the Thrive Forever Fit Show. How you doing, brother? I'm good. How are you? Hey, man, I'm doing awesome. I'm super excited to have you on the show. I was thinking about um, you're my first dentist, and I've got a massive fear of dentists. So the only the only worst scenario I could think for myself was to actually have jaws on the podcast, and that's you know not going to happen. So uh, I appreciate you showing up for me today.
1: Well, I, I promise I won't scare you.
0: I appreciate that. I'm sure you get that a lot. You know what I mean? Is that, and that was one of my questions. It's like you know, obviously you're a celebrity dentist, extreme makeover. I mean, you know, world renowned, um, dentist, like how did, how did this all start? Did you know you wanted to be a dentist when you were a little guy or just kind of, kind of fall into it?
1: I mean, it's funny that you use the phrase fall into it. Cause that's exactly what I did. Okay. I was a little guy playing around and I knocked out all my baby teeth and, uh, We just had a great family, dentist who kind of lined everything up so that my permanent teeth would come out right. And I was just super appreciative. And I don't know, I I, I guess a lot of kids would have been petrified of the experience. I was actually fascinated by how he fixed me. and, And then I just became enamored with dentistry. I would go in there and I had, I'm the oldest of five. I would go in there and watch him work on my little brothers and my sister. And uh, I don't know, it just stuck.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, it sounds like you, you know, like we, you'll use the word again, you fell into like something you're super passionate about because, you know, as a kid, for me, like I've had crooked teeth my whole life because I was terrified of the dentist. And so you kind of had a, the opposite experience, whereas you were kind of fascinated. So that, that's pretty cool.
1: Well, are they still crooked?
0: Yeah. Dude, do Invisalign. It's the easiest thing in the world. <laughs> you, you know what? Everybody says that. I mean, they're pretty crooked, Doc. I don't even know. My bottom teeth are really crooked. I don't even know if v- v- Invisalign would work. But you're right. If I If you go to in, a
1: yeah. good Invisalign dentist, what, what area do you live in?
0: Um, Palm Springs, California.
1: I'll find you one. If you go to a good Invisalign dentist, they can do pretty much whatever you could do with braces with Invisalign these days. It, it's, wow. it's unbelievable. It's really great so if you don't
0: like it fix it. I, you know what I've kind of grown to just being used to it but sometimes I look at myself and I'm like you know it would be nice to have straighter teeth you know but it's so a good suggestion you know what my wife has done invisalign she loves it so and her teeth have gotten straighter so I've got a, an in-house testimonial so you're right if I'm gonna if I'm gonna complain about it I need to do something about it.
1: Yeah, it's a choice.
0: There you go. So let's talk about like, so So from where you were now, where'd you grow up? What, what kind of town did you grow up in To like now you're, you know, you live in Hollywood or, you know, Beverly Hills and you're, you know, at the, you know, probably, probably the coolest dentist on the planet if we just want to be, you know, honest.
1: Well, I, I grew up a very humble uh, beginning. It, it was in Granada Hills. Um, two famous people came from my high school that you would know of, um, John Elway okay. and Valerie Bertinelli. Okay. Uh, ironically, when I got to UCLA, my roommate was Michael Harrington. His father, Pat Harrington was on the show with Valley Bernelli called one day at a time. It was a Norman Lear show,
0: yeah. which
1: just kind of a small world coincidence. And Mike is still my best friend, um, all these years later. So, uh, you know, it's funny. Uh, one
0: of my good friends, Brent is actually Norman Lear's right hand, um, right hand guy. No kidding. Yeah. So it's wow. a very small world.
1: When Michael's father, Pat, passed away, um, I was very close with Pat as well. He asked me to do a eulogy um, and speak at his father's funeral. So um, first Norman Lear spoke, then Ed Asner spoke, Okay. and then Dr. Bill.
0: <laughs> now, at that time, it- at that time, were you? The Dr. Bill of today, or were you just oh, yeah, this
1: was only okay. a few years ago, but okay. still, yeah, it's pretty intimidating to follow Norman Learn absolutely, but absolutely, uh, it, was, it was a really beautiful event. They did it at the Directors Guild on Sunset, oh, there are wow. about 2,000 people in there.
0: That is amazing. So, humble beginnings, decided you want to be a dentist. How did you? you know, there's a lot of dentists, right. But there's not a lot of dentists that have been on, you know, a, the, you know, one of the most popular, I'd say makeover shows ever. I mean, I remember watching it. That was my first introduction to you. I mean, I didn't know who Dr. Bill Dorfman was, but I'm like, I mean, this dude's changing people's lives just by, you know, changing their, their smiles. Like, how'd you go from just regular dentistry to getting the call to do that?
1: It was really fortuitous. Um, I, uh, uh, so I went to Granada Hills High School. I, I finished dental school. I did a two-year residency in Switzerland. I came back. And a woman I went to high school with came in one day and needed a lot of dental work. And um, when I told her what the cost was going to be, she said, hey, would you be open to bartering? I said, w- w- what do you do? She says, I'm a publicist. I'm like, well, why would I need that? So she convinced me to hire her and it was the smartest thing I ever did. Um, I mean, no dentist in Century City, Beverly Hills was media savvy enough to do that. And I was really fortunate that she had the foresight. So she started pitching me to all these talk shows to come and talk about teeth. And, um, you know, as I started to garner a little more experience uh, at some point i got a phone call from abc telling me that they wanted to do this new reality show called extreme makeover and um, at first i was a bit skeptical i was worried that they might you know kind of i don't know uh, reality tv was in its infancy it had just started and um you know i wanted to make sure that you know that I was gonna come off in a good light, I didn't want them to exploit the patients. Like, there were a lot of questions, so I went and I met with them, and um, I liked where they were coming, they were very heartfelt. And in fact, the company was called Lighthearted Entertainment, um, Howard Schultz and Jackie Pittman, not Starbucks, Howard Schultz, right? Um, and, um, and I'm still very close with Jackie. Um, I'll tell you a funny anecdotal story about that in a little bit, but um, H- Howard Schultz, unfortunately we lost and um, you know, they, they told me the concept for the show. And, and so I went out and I did a screen test for them and I don't know why they hired me because I really stunk, but we shot the pilot and, you know, in the pilot, they just had me do zoom tooth whitening. I, I invented zoom. Um, I love just telling people I invented Zoom, and then wait to like until the shock wears off, and then I have to say, "Okay, tooth whitener." But I invented Zoom tooth whitening, and um, you know we get picked up for our first season of 24 episodes. Well, the first patient in the first episode needed 20 porcelain veneers. And so at the time I was charging $1,500 a two. So that was $30,000. So I sent an invoice to ABC before I started and they freaked out and they called me like, Dr. Bill, are you kidding? Like we didn't budget this much for dentistry. And don't forget, you know, they were paying the plastic surgeons, the waitress, the makeup artists, the hair. I like everybody on the show is getting paid. They're like, we didn't, budget $30,000 for teeth. Right. So w- what do you want me to do? They said, um, can you just do three veneers? I'm like, her teeth are black.
0: Yeah, no. Hey.
1: <laughs> I'm like, no. And so I-, I tell kids at Leap, and we'll talk about Leap in a minute. Yeah, You will have life defining moments. And I had one. Um, and I, I said, I'll tell you what. I'll do all the dentistry for free under the following three conditions. Number one, I'm the only dentist. Number two, you have to, when they did the show, there were like 20 plastic surgeons. There was only one dentist. Number two, you need to mention Da Vinci veneers as Da Vinci veneers, not just porcelain veneers, because I don't want to do the case for free and then have a $20,000 lab bill. And number three, you need to highlight zoom tooth whitening in every episode. They said, fine. So my agent put it in my contract and it was the smartest decision I ever made because you could never do that in reality TV today, ever. Right,
0: right.
1: Especially on a, on a, on a primetime
0: TV show. I mean, this but, is a big show. Know, this wasn't like some rinky dink, like network you've never heard of. Like that's a massive. Yeah, I mean, you have to understand this is the first
1: time ever that dentistry is highlighted on primetime TV in a positive light. It wasn't Marathon Man or Little Shop of Horrors or some crazy thing. This is like dentistry at its best, right? And um, ABC signed off on it. And the net result was for all of your business entrepreneurs out there, um, we built our company Discus Dental from zero to $1.3 billion in sales before selling it. With no investors, with, I mean, nobody, just me and my partners. And, you know, our trajectory was, you know, 2 million, 4 million, 8 million. And we kind of plateaued at 65 million. The year I went on ABC's show, we hit 101 million. The next year we did 136. And my third year on the show, we did almost $200 million in sales in one year. So ABC didn't pay me. But it was a good deal.
0: But you got paid.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it was a great deal. And, you know, and I became literally the most famous dentist in the world. Yeah. You know, and I will tell you this, you know, um, when kids come to LEAP, I always say if I can have them walk away with two things, I feel like I did my job. LEAP is a motivational leadership program we do at UCLA for kids 15 to 25. And the two things I want them to embrace, if nothing else, is number one, don't wait for opportunities in life, make them. If I meet another millennial who tells me they're waiting for the universe to do something for them, I just want to scream and bang my head on the wall. The universe is really busy and doesn't care about you. You need to care about you. And number two, when you do get an opportunity, don't take it master it
0: love it yeah you know
1: when abc gave me that opportunity i will be honest with you if you watch the first two or three episodes i stunk (laughs) like like deer in headlights bad yeah i mean dentistry easy tv no they don't teach you how to be on tv in dental school
0: right
1: and they literally should have fired me but at least I was smart enough to know how bad I was that I did something about it. I took acting classes, hosting classes, teleprompting classes. I mean, when I'm on the doctors, a lot of times I host the show. I mean, I have that much media experience. I I can do that now. And that was not like a natural gift. I was not gifted. I was the opposite. Uh, Literally like a deer in headlights but I learned what I needed to do. And I did that just like when we started discus, you know, I sat in our first few board meetings. I felt like a complete moron. I didn't know what EBITDA meant. I didn't know what these charts meant and these graphs. They don't teach you that in dental school. They teach you endo, perio, you know, I mean, (laughs) but I realized in order for me to be useful on my board, I needed more education. So I went back to school. I took business classes at UCLA. I took extension courses and accounting and bookkeeping and, and all these things that they, they don't teach you in dental school. So, you know, the average person that graduates college today will probably have more than three, four, five, six different jobs. Yeah. It wasn't like that with my generation. You were a dentist, you were a lawyer, and, and that's all you did. It's not like that anymore. So right. you got to be nimble. You got to be able to reinvent yourself and you need to continue to learn and learn and learn. My mantra for life, learn so you can earn and then return. And I'm in the return phase. Yeah. You know, my career has been more than I ever anticipated would be in my life. I have been so incredibly fortunate. I I think I wake up the most gracious person I know. Uh, I mean, it's really been a phenomenal ride. And every time I think we've gotten to the highest pinnacle, like something else spectacular happens that, you know, it's just, it's just such a thrill. And, And I think that if you continue to learn and grow throughout your life, you'll have so much fun. And hopefully you know, make a lot of money along the way.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree a thousand percent. I mean, that was very, um, I've got another question about Leap, but before I ask you, I assume before you started the show, you weren't doing celebrity tea. You weren't getting calls from the A-list celebrities in Hollywood. Do you remember the first call you got from the first celebrity that was like, hey, I'd like you to.
1: No, that's not true. Oh, is um, it not? Okay, cool. That was my I assumption. I mean, cool. The, I I didn't start booking all these celebrity patients because of extreme makeover. Okay, cool. Uh, what happened is early off in my career, I was dating a young woman who worked at Triad Artists, which is now part of William Morris. And we were all in our 20s, you know, and so I knew her and all her friends. Well, All of those people are still my friends and they're the biggest agents in Hollywood. Okay. I mean, so they all came to me, then all their clients came to me and then their clients referred clients who referred clients, like, like Jason Phelps, who's the CEO of Virgin, right. Yeah. Um, Virgin entertainment, you know, he started coming to me and then he sent me Jessica Simpson. Well, Jessica okay. Simpson um, was getting married to Nick Lachey. So I started treating Jessica and Nick, and I'm on their show this. I'm not, like exposing any HIPAA violations here because this was all on TV, right? So, you know, so Jessica and Nick are coming to me and, you know, and then they get divorced and then Nick starts doing the sing-off and then Nick broke a tooth during the sing-off. So he comes in and introduces me to pentatonics, So I start treating all the pentatonics, and then Jessica Simpson's best friends with Katy Perry and then Katy Perry's best friends, you know, and it's just like, yeah it just keeps networking and growing and growing and growing. And so, you know, it's been, it's been a riot. I've been, was treating the Osbournes since I started my practice and Sharon and Ozzy refer me like everybody from Lemmy to, I mean, you name it, like, you know, it, I mean, it was
0: awesome. That's so cool. My sister-in-law actually used to work for the Osbournes. That's you, what you've done is you, you take advantage of opportunities in the lifetime of the opportunity. Like you seem to be you know, I think, you know, life favors the prepared and you've done the things necessary to put yourself in positions to, to take advantage. Cause you said a while ago, like, don't just take advantage of it, but master it. And that's really what you've, that's really what you've done. That's pretty awesome, man. And then, so is that why you've created Leap? Because you, you see this, this need for that kind of, that kind of progression in the world that we're living in today?
1: The reason I created Leap is that about, 20 years ago, I was asked to come as a mentor to a program and speak to kids in a program very similar to LEAP. And I did that for about five years, and I loved it. I loved, I just loved it. And the founder of that program was in his 80s and past. And I thought, you know, this is too important to, to die with him. So I resurrected LEAP, I renamed it, I made it a 501c3 nonprofit. And for the last 15 years, we've done a program. Um, It was a little hard, you know, in 2020, it was virtual, 2021, it was really small. This year we had 250 kids at UCLA. We normally have 450, next year we will have 450. But we had awesome speakers this year. I, I, Paula Abdul, she comes every year. I had Michael Jackson come and speak.
0: Okay. that's, that's a tough. Yeah, it's that's a, that's a hard get.
1: <laughs> well, Prince, his son is Michael Jackson, Jr. And he, he wants to go by Michael Jackson now. So we had Prince Jackson speak and Richard Branson. And um, it was pretty awesome. Um, and, you know, in the past, I've had Mark Wahlberg, Anthony Hopkins, Eva Longoria, Usher, um, uh, Jason Alexander, Um, uh, Michael Strahan, Kathy Bates. I mean, on and on and on. We get amazing speakers. And and the program is phenomenal. 60% of the kids come on scholarship. These are A students that come from impoverished families that get to come to the program. And it's just, kids will say every year, it was the best week of their year. They they love it. And um, if I can if I can share something with she you, absolutely can. Uh, one of the things we, we teach the kids to do is to write what are called. I appreciate notes and, you know, um, let me see if I can bring this up. You know, these kids, you know, I always say that, you know, the last year we did leap, I had, um, I had 450 kids, you know, at, at LEAP and um, I can't get that on my, it's on my phone. Wait, actually it's on my desk too. Hold on a second. Right. And out of the 450 kids, I got 450 I appreciate
0: notes. Oh, that's cool. Ah, where is one? I assume this is, I mean, I don't assume, I mean, I can pretty much guarantee this is a life-changing thing for these kids. They've probably never been exposed to this kind of of leadership or motivation or success. I mean, that's
1: the thing. And (coughs) so these kids write these I appreciate notes. And uh, I mean... I always say, you know, 99% of the kids will write me a note. They they look like this. 99% of the kids will write me a note saying, hey, Dr. Bill, leap changed my life. That's pretty cool. And I say 99% because 1% will write this. Dear Dr. Bill, man. Your words have helped me so much. This is from a 16-year-old boy from Canada. Not long ago, I was in a really bad state, one where I thought I might take my life. I didn't know if I would be here another day. I genuinely feel like this program helped save me. I know it sounds crazy, but I've never been so inspired in my whole life. The words, the wisdom, and the people that I met at this program have really given me a purpose for living that I had given up hope on. The opportunities given to me now seem endless. I wasn't really sure about going here at first, but this has really been one of the greatest things I've ever gotten as a gift. I finally want to start my own business. His writing's hard to read. And again become mentored and be a mentor. I want to be great. I want to be here. And I want to be alive.
0: Wow.
1: He says, I am forever grateful for you and for Leap. Thank you for being here. Thank you for what you do. I
0: mean, that's <laughs> a real man. Yeah. I it's mean, always yeah. A, a, that a that tear tear te- you well. Know, yeah, I mean if I didn't bring a tear to your eye, and I mean I got goosebumps all over. I mean I mean isn't that why we're here? You know what I mean like
1: yeah, I mean, you know, a lot of kids come into this program and they have no direction, they have no hope, they have no one in their corner rooting for them. I always tell people the greatest gift you can ever give a kid is confidence. Yeah. Confidence is currency. And you know, that's the greatest thing my parents gave me. They made me know that whatever I wanted to do, if I put my heart and soul into it, I mean, within reality, I can never be an NBA basketball player. Right. I'm only five foot ten and I can't dribble a basketball. But <laughs> but within within rea- you know, the realm of reality, right? You know, if if you put your heart and soul into something, you can do it. And the very first thing I do with these kids when they get there is I said, look, whether you think you did this or not, you woke up this morning and you put a number on your forehead. One's the lowest, 10's the highest. I said, raise your hand. If, I, I said, I want you to feel on your forehead. And if you didn't feel a 10 up there, raise your hand. These kids raise their hand. And then I look out in the audience and I say, who picked the number? You. Jack you have to take a test? Did you have to do anything? I said, wipe it off, write a 10 on your hand, slap it on there, and I want you to put it on there and act like a 10, walk like a 10, talk like a 10, but most importantly, surround yourself with other kids that are 10s, because if you're trying to be a 10 and everybody around you is a two, guess what happens?
0: Yeah, you, you downgrade uh, the two level.
1: That's right. And uh, so we call it the 10 culture. And the ironic thing about that, my friend, is we grew Discus Dental from zero to $1.3 billion and sold Discus Dental to Phillips on 10, 10, 10 at 10 a.m.
0: That's wild, that's pretty cool.
1: The merger documents came in at nine in the morning. (laughs) I had them all done. And I was just about to push the button. I'm like, I got to wait till 10. Now I could have waited to 10, 10, but it was hard enough waiting till 10. I was about
0: to say, that's a big deal. Let's, Let's don't press it. But I'll
1: tell you the crazy thing about that. I grew up really poor, you know? I mean, I always knew as a dentist, I would be comfortable. My wife, my kids, they would have, you know, things I didn't have growing up. I never in my life ever imagined that I could push a button on my computer and all of a sudden my bank account would light up like the Christmas tree in Times Square, like ever, you know? And it, it, it was a life changer. You know I mean? People say, oh, money doesn't bring you happiness, BS
0: i agree i mean
1: those people are poor and just don't think things through Uh, okay Uh, i know a lot of very wealthy people are miserable i get it It doesn't buy you happiness but i also know being broke poor is not fun like i don't care if you absolutely don't have any money at all it's pretty hard to be happy. So the one thing for me that I think money enabled me to do was to live a life where I could really make a difference in the world, yeah. you know, and, you know, for people who become wealthy and don't help other people, I have no respect for that. I really don't. It's, it, it, I feel like, you know, that's an obligation of wealth. If you can, you know, help make this world a better place, you should. And I think that we all need to do that. And it doesn't have to come through money. You know, I mean, you can donate time, you can donate energy, you can, there's a lot of things you could donate. So it isn't all monetary. But you know, if you go through this world without having made it a better place, I feel like it's a waste.
0: I couldn't agree with you, but Dr. Bill, you're a cool dude, man. Like I knew you were going to be a good guy, but I didn't know you were going to be this cool. And I really appreciate everything you've said. I mean, you took the word. But you know what?
1: It's not what you say. It's what you do. Well, no, I agree. You know, because, you know, especially being a parent, I mean, you live in a fishbowl. I don't know if you have kids or not, but you know, it doesn't matter what you tell your kids It's what you show your kids, Mm -hmm. you know? And I mean, it's like, you know, the dad who's sitting here smoking, telling his kid, don't ever smoke. It's the stupidest thing in the world. Like, really? That's the message you're giving your kid while you're smoking? You know, I mean, my kids grew up completely different than than I, I, you know? They grew up in Beverly Hills. I grew up in Granada Hills, you know? And I started taking my kids on humanitarian mission trips when they were three and four years old, where we were literally doing dentistry in the jungle for kids that had never seen a dentist in their life,
0: yeah. you
1: know, and um, it was, it, it was really life-changing, and I think it, it gave my kids values that a lot of their kids in Beverly Hills will never have.
0: I agree. That's, a, that's a great transition, and we're almost out of time, and I want to touch on your health and fitness, because you're, I mean, you're in great shape. Most guys your age aren't in great shape. I mean, I think as a society, we're kind of like going the other way. whats what, What's been the driving force that has kept you so invested in your you know, your health and your fitness and working out and eating clean and, and doing all those things?
1: You know, it's funny. It started in dental school. And um, I realized I'm looking for a picture. That's why I'm looking down here. I realized in dental school that if if I didn't really take care of myself and, you know, and work out and, you know, stay fit, I, I couldn't do dentistry. It, it, it just, it it, 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 it my back hurt, my shoulders hurt, my neck hurt, like everything just hurt. And so, you know, I started going to the gym on a regular basis and it just never stopped. So I go to the gym, you know, pretty much every day. Um, at the beginning of the pandemic, I uh, I did a a layout for Men's Health. No way! Look at you, dude. I mean, and then GQ.
0: That is so awesome. Yeah, I've been I've, I've started following you on Instagram, and I've, I've watched all your videos and stuff like that. I mean, yeah, I, but
1: you know how old I am, right?
0: Um, I tell me,
1: sixty three, buddy.
0: Okay, I was gonna guess sixty. It was gonna be just based on trying to do the math yes, in my head.
1: Three. Well
0: That is and, awesome, and, dude.
1: And I'm stronger than most guys in their twenties. Yeah. Like I go to the gym with my buddies. You know, they're in their twenties and they're like, doc. But it's because I go every day. It's yeah. it's a part of my life. It's a lifestyle. So. Yeah. I don't think that fitness is 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 an option. I think it's a necessity. In order for me to do and be who I am and what I do, I need to be fit. I need to be strong, you know. So, you know, I go every day. In fact, as soon as we get done with this podcast, off to the gym. Um, I want to leave with a few things. Um, I also have a, my podcast. It's called Meet the Mentor. And um, because we got to interview so many amazing people from Leap, we put this podcast out we're in the top two and a half percentile of all podcasts worldwide. We're also in the top 100 in over 150 different countries. And some months I'm like number one in like Finland. I I don't know why Finland, but uh, anyhow, uh, there's some really, really cool interviews in there. And if any of your listeners have kids that are 15 to 25 and want more information about Leap, This was uh, last year, Um, the new dates are July 16th to the 22nd, I believe, but they can get information at www.leapfoundation.com and um, every year we, uh, we knock you out of the park with this program and um, hopefully, you know, some of your listeners will send their kids.
0: And you know what? I'll 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 link all this in the show notes and in the social media and everything that we're doing, Doc, so that everybody can easily find you know all. I appreciate money. you.
1: Thank I you.
0: Just want to say thank you to you, man. And like I said while well, ago, I mean I, I don't say that a lot. I'm I'm overly impressed. I thought I would be, but overly impressed with your, just everything you're bringing to the table, man. I really appreciate you as a human.
1: Well, thank you. Thank
0: Absolutely. you. Doc. Have you? And also day. as a oh, final
1: note, yeah. I'm one of the only people I think. Um, who actually answers their own DMs on Instagram. So if All any right. of your listeners want to get a hold of me, it's just Dr. Bill Dorfman, DR Bill Dorfman. And um, I promise you that's really me. It's not somebody I hire to answer them. I'm well,
0: that's definitely cool. there
1: and, and we'll answer.
0: I love that about you, man. That's so awesome. Doc, have an awesome day. Have a great workout. And I just really appreciate you doing this for me today. Have an awesome day. All
1: right. Day. Thank you.
0: See you, bud. Bye. Hey, before you go, I'd just like to say thank you again for listening to the Thrive Forever Fit podcast and watching on YouTube. It means the absolute world to me. And if you would, if you would do me one favor, and that is simply subscribe and review this podcast on whatever platform it is that you enjoy it on YouTube, Apple, Apple. Spotify, doesn't matter. I would absolutely be so grateful and so thankful if you do that for me. Thanks again for listening. And I'll see you again next week with an awesome, awesome episode. Bye.